0: You're listening to the DGD podcast, sponsored by La Touraine. Here's your hosts, Robert Reynolds and Juan Daniels.
1: (laughs) Welcome back to the DGD podcast. As always, the NC DGD himself, Robert Reynolds, got a special guest. He's been on before, back at it again. Coach Rigsby, uh, defensive coordinator at Grimsley, uh, right up here in Greensboro, North Carolina. Look, we got a lot to talk about, and we're going to talk a lot about Grimsley today. This show is nothing but Grimsley. But first, before we get started, guys, remember, show is sponsored by Lots of Rain. Use code DGD at checkout. Get 10% off your purchase site-wide. Also, check out the Discord. It's free. Have a great community going on. Check it out there. Also, you can join Patreon as well. And also, new announcement, DGD is now a YouTube partner, so you can support the show that way as well. Coach, welcome back. It's been a minute. Obviously, I think it was last offseason. Um, There's been a lot going on uh, since you were back on, and uh, so let's let's go ahead and get started first off. Uh, you know, obviously, Grimsley had a deep playoff run uh, last, uh, last season. Uh, just come up a little bit short in the playoffs, but, you know, it happens uh obviously you know look everybody knows travis shaw uh i know we talked last time about tamori as well uh there was a lot of guys that we talked about uh you know that especially on that defensive line first off how you know how's the off season going as we'll transfer over uh into this upcoming season how's the off season going for grimsley right now
0: season season's going really well um we started a few weeks ago with some speed development stuff after school uh, we're really fortunate at Grimsley. Uh, we're on a traditional schedule, so we have our kids in weight training year-round. Um, all of our sophomores through seniors, uh, so guys that, that are you know about to graduate, they're still in weight training as well. Um, so, you know, we're lucky to have that. So we don't have, you know, weight training or anything going on after school. We do speed development and, uh, you know, some a lot of sprint work and flexibility work and stuff like that. Uh, outside of school. So that stuff's been great. We've had we've had a great turnout um, every day. So solid.
1: Yeah, look, I know, uh, and we've, we've talked, you know, in the, obviously offline and off the show and everything. You know, obviously y'all have got some, y'all have got D1 talent everywhere. And we'll talk a little bit about more of that later. But, you know, it's always fun to see these kids get in the weight room. Obviously with COVID a year or two ago, it's kind of thrown a wrench into the strength and development. So now that, you know, now that you have this offseason. To, to build the strength and build the speed and, and the conditioning and things like this. Look, I know what Grimsley was like last year, and I'm just expecting it to be uh, just a little bit more intense this season, uh, probably, in my opinion, another run at the playoffs and possibly a state title again. Um, you know, look, Grimsley, for for if you're not familiar, you know, some of these uh, – most of my audience could be from Georgia. So if you're not familiar, Grimsley, 4A school, uh, top-tier – level in regards to classification here in the state of north carolina um you know won the state title i think a couple years ago if i'm not mistaken uh tried to repeat got to the semifinals i believe it was if i'm not mistaken
0: Uh, last season we we lost we lost in the second round
1: second round okay sorry yeah some reason i thought it was the semifinals my fault um you know so obviously look there's like the state of north carolina as a whole is getting a lot better right you know you look at states like florida california texas you know, really Texas being like 8A school. That's insane. Uh, you know, but 4A, there's some really good football. Not even 4A, but I mean, all, through all classifications, there's some good football. But when it comes to Grimsley, what I've noticed in the past couple of years, it's just, it's its becoming a hotbed. Like, it is really becoming a hotbed. You know, you look at Travis Shaw. Everybody knows Travis Shaw by now. If you don't, I'm sorry, Patrick Stark, get with the, get with the program. That's what I'm going to say there. Uh, obviously, he's at North Carolina now. Uh, you know, looking at Tamori Thompson was another guy last season. I think he's go- I think South Carolina State got a absolute dog with Tamori Thompson. Um, and we talked about it. His size. I think I-, I hate to say this, but you know, with kids being just a couple inches shorter than what these major D1 schools, you know, desire, you know, you see them kind of get. I guess you could say relegated. And I don't want to sound too harsh to other schools, but I'm telling you right now, from what I saw with Tamori Thompson, that is a that is a dog. And South Carolina State just got a damn good player. Um, you know, but look, so your defense, you're having to replace these guys. With that being said, what how how do you expect to replace these guys? And when I'm look for the audience here for the brigade, I'm telling you right now, when I mean Grimsley's a hotbed, I promise you Grimsley is a hotbed. There's tons of talent here. What are your expectations with how to replace a guy like Travis Shaw? How to replace guys like Tamori Thompson?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a difficult task, obviously. Um, you know, it's hard to, hard to replace a guy that's 6'6", 330, and another guy that, uh, into Maury Thompson, that, you know, I, I don't know that I've ever had another kid um, play harder than him, you know, for the duration of a game. I mean, every single defensive snap, he he was, uh, you know, 100% effort. So, you know, it's, it's hard to replace those guys. Um, but you know we have some really good talent. We're fortunate, like you said. You know, there's a lot of a lot of talent uh, coming back, and you know that that ranges from guys that are about to be sophomores, juniors, and then you know upcoming seniors class of 23 guys. And it's more um, not necessarily in, in, thinking about how you replace those those two players. You know, and then Jordan Watkins, he's a South Carolina State commit as well. Um, you know, so it's it's really about like how do you how do you figure out uh, and best put you know, figure out the way to, to put the best 11 players on the field at, at the same time. And, um, so, you know, that's really how we go about it um, as a defensive staff, uh, our, our entire coaching staff, offensively, defensively. Um, it's really, it's like I said, it's really more about figuring out the best 11 guys that are available available to me defensively, available to Coach coach Tripp and uh, Coach Brown offensively, and then we kind of go from there. Um, we fill in those pieces and, and, you know, it's like a puzzle every single off season, you try to figure out, you know, how those, how those players fit together. And then, um, you know, you kind of go from there. So.
1: No doubt about it. You know, so obviously here in the brigade here, Patrick Oliver, go dogs. And also uh, coach, uh, love what you're doing in worldly country, uh fellow three, three, sixer. So we got a local boy here in Patrick, um, you know, he, he keeps up with, uh, the Grimsley as well keeps up with Grimsley program, you know, look, it's undeniable how dominant it seems like, especially in the triad. Right. Cause there's, there's a lot of four, a schools, you know, East Forsyth, uh, Glenn over in Kernersville, um, you know, both of them in Kernersville actually. So like, you know, one of the, you know, kind of the thing is, is like Grimsley sustained this level of just like pure dominance. Right. And like I said, it started, it's been, it's been coming for years, but last year, I think Georgia fans per, uh, specifically, really paid attention to Travis. And, and now coming into this season, you know, I think now uh, for the most part, uh, Georgia fans are looking at Jamal. Uh, and, and look, you can't miss him. You, you just can't, right? Uh, I have went on record talking about him. I've been – I am sold on Jamal. Um, now there's some things, obviously, he knows what he needs to work on, and I'm sure you do too. But the upside there is just one of those – it's just one of those things where like, his upside is so immense that, you know, look, there's a reason why you have every major program hitting him up, basically, for the most part. Like, not only is it measurables, but, you know, watching his playing style, watching his tape, right? Seeing how he goes about, you know, how he handles himself, right? You know, all those things just to me, right, it, it helps me sell my get myself sold on Jamal. But look, there's other guys, and, I, and I'm not gonna push away from Jamal because we're gonna talk about Jamal in just a second. But there's more there, and, and we're gonna talk a little bit of, about that as well. What's it like? You know, what's it like with Jamal? Like, what what do you think? You know, if if wherever he goes, what are they getting? What is that program getting with Jamal?
0: Well, you know, like you said, it's stuff that stuff that Jamal can work on is you know being a little bit more consistent, and I think part of that is. um like you were talking about with the weight room stuff and, and COVID and all that stuff. Like, when he was a sophomore, COVID, you know, started. Um, so that kind of eliminated the weight room for him. And then you go, you know, the majority of his – of his sophomore year as well, where he's, he's kind of not in the weight room uh, on a regular basis. So you kind of – you lose that whole aspect of, of lifting weights three to four days a week um, during the school year in, and during the summer and stuff. So I think part of that was was kind of, um, you know, something that we'll see bigger improvements on this season. But, um, yeah, I mean, he's, he's a guy that's going to, um, you know, he's a massive individual. You know, you see – I mean, a lot of a lot of you guys seen the picture of him with Jordan Davis on his Georgia visit. Couldn't tell which uh, one was, was ago. really just a haircut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're just um, – he, he's just a huge – Huge guy and uh, super nice kid, great head on his shoulders. Um, so he has a really bright future, and I, I'm looking forward to to seeing you know what he what he uh, brings to the table this season. And and I think you will see that that more consistent effort, um, you know, better pad level, things like that.
1: You know, obviously, like right for the most part, it, I, I don't want to sound bad about this, but Georgia kind of really took notice when when he took his unofficial. Uh, with when Georgia won the national title and the, the celebration for the, you know, that ceremony takes mm-hmm. the unofficial down there. And that's when, that's when his, you know, ex- exposure to Georgia really took off uh, for me. Look, I saw what happened last year, right? Travis Shaw starts the season injured, right? From an off season uh, injury, Jamal's in, you know, plays in place. And look, it's just one of those things where you, you don't really miss a beat, right? Like, and at that point, for me, I was like, okay, something's going on here. Because with a with a player like Travis, it just – it t- at first, without knowing, it didn't make sense how you don't miss – it's like you didn't miss a beat. I was like, what's going on here? And then it was kind of just obvious. Look at 55. Now, obviously, Tamori and those guys were doing their thing too. Watching the tape, you look at Jamal, and he's just eating bodies – like, he's taking bodies up. And so it makes me – to me, I had to start paying attention – Okay, he's eating bodies and he's playing just like Jordan Davis. I it just at that radar, boom, sold me, right? From there, you know, it's just one of those things where keep understanding it more, and I'm just like, okay, I'm sold. I'm I'm sold. What else do I need to see? Right. Obviously, you just said, you know, with the weight room. And that to me is even more scary. It's even more scary when you know that he can be stronger, he can be faster, right? At 340, 350, I want to say he's around there at this point, maybe 330. Between 330 and 350. Uh, it's like he's, 60, he's, he's large.
0: I don't, I'm not sure oh if exact weight. He's, huge. he's big, though. To be that
1: athletic is just scary. <clears throat> it's just absolutely scary. You know, at the same time, though, look, there's another kid that I want to talk about, and I want to get your thoughts on Bryce Davis. Class of 2025, crazy stat here gets a Vanderbilt offer on, from his JV tape. Can you, tell, can you tell the folks a little bit more about Bryce Davis?
0: Yeah. Um, he caught a lot of grief for that from his buddies, uh, which was, you know, kind of funny. But Bryce is – God, he's probably 6'4", uh, 225, um, very long, lean, um, you know – Super strong kid. His his is also uh on our football team. He's going, he's a he's a class of 23 guy who's gonna you know play a big a big role for us this year defensively as well. Uh his name is DC Davis, but um yeah, Bryce, he got that offer. Um like you said, I mean you just can't you just don't find those guys a lot that are 6'4, 225 pounds that you know look like they were built in a lab. So um obviously those those coaches see the upside in him and um you know what he might be able to do at the next level and, and over the next three years as a Grimsley football uh player. So, you know, they they threw that uh offer out to him as well. And and I think he will have an incredible season for us and an incredible career for us uh, at the high school level for for several more seasons to come. So he's um he's got an extremely bright future. Again, great kid, works very hard. Um he's, he plays Basketball as well, really good basketball player, dominates down in the post. Um, you know, so he, he's he's freakishly athletic, and obviously he has the size to to play at the next level as well. So he's he's uh, gifted for sure.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. You know, and obviously making that transition up from JV to varsity, I think it's going to be almost – I ain't going to say seamless because there is a change, but I think it'll be easy for him. I just think it'll be easy. You
0: know, yeah, so- I mean, you, you're not going to typically find a lot of – you know, offensive tackles that are as athletic as him. So it'll it'll kind of it, – it would definitely be a learning curve, and he's got a lot to learn about, you know, how to play uh, at a faster pace and things like that because it is not a Thursday night. Um, but I think he'll be fine. No doubt. So,
1: obviously, you know, looking at – looking at – I think this might be my projected. Obviously, we'll have to see what happens. But, um, you know, there's a – this D-line, if, if I'm not mistaken, what I'm – I'm just picturing this. This is going to be scary. You know, you got Jamal Jarrett, you've got Bryce Davis, but you've also got Nate Dupuy uh, moving from outside backer or middle backer, sorry, middle, middle backer down to the end, if I'm not mistaken. And then you could also see uh, Andre Hill. And mm-hmm. with, with that size, it, it, it really, well, Andre being a going to be a sophomore yep. and Nate being a senior or coming up senior mm-hmm. uh, with Jamal and then Bryce being a, C, a sophomore, this is what I mean by saying Grimsley's loaded for years to come. <laughs> it's just insane. It, it really is. Yeah, um, I mean, it, we're, we're, we're going to be. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I apologize. Go ahead.
0: No, you're good. Uh, yeah, Nate. He was an inside linebacker for us. He'll, he'll play some defensive end. Uh, just again, that same premise that I talked about talked about earlier. We try to find and figure out ways to put the best eleven players on the field. And um, you know, we Nate. We know that that Nate uh, can help us. And we're depending on him to to play a major part in that in our football team, especially defensively. So, um, yeah, I mean we'll have we'll have two seniors and then two sophomores right now, and then there'll be several guys that mix in that rotation. And again, to, you know, the, out of those four, I mean, there's going to be several others that are going to compete for those starting positions. So that stuff will play out throughout the summer. So we'll see what happens. Look, I'll
1: tell you right now, and Patrick Oliver also says he's just going to say it here. All those monsters already have a G on their helmet, so let's go. I think I, I feel like I think he you knows where he's going with this. Um, you know, look, Grimsley and, and Georgia have a similar G, not not completely, you know, not completely the same. But at the same time, you know, there, there is that G. Um, mm. but I want to I want to get your thoughts here. <clears throat> you know, looking at the offensive side of the ball, there's some names that I've been keeping an eye out for, and I'm gonna shout out a couple guys that I've been keeping an eye out for obviously Jamal Bryce, uh, Bryce has been more recent, but I've definitely been keeping it out for him. Nate as well. Uh, but even on the offense, uh, Terrell Anderson, um, Alex Taylor, uh, you know, then, you know, there's just so many guys, right? There's just so many guys. If, if, if you're a Georgia fan or any really a college football fan and you, give us can we hear some names that you think could have a breakout season or maybe just guys that we need to kind of keep our ears out for especially if you're local uh to the greensboro area
0: yeah you know you mentioned some guys already and we've talked about you know nate and andre and those other guys um alex taylor and terrell anderson they'll be two of the best wide receivers to come out of north carolina um, in the class of 20 i think they're 24. Uh, they all kind of run together now but. Those two kids are incredible players. Um, Alex has got you know several offers. Torrell does as well. Uh, both of them hold Michigan and Virginia offers, and you know some other schools. But um, you know if you're if you're in the area and you can get to a Friday night football game, you know, watching being able to w- watch those two guys would, would be worth your uh, time. But you know our offensive line we return six guys that played, or six or seven guys actually that played offensive snaps on our offensive line last season. Um, so that'll be a solid group. Um, Henry Harden's one of those guys. Jackson Lee, Graham Buckram, Jaden Um, So several, several guys that are that'll play um, a major role in, for us offensively up front. And whenever you can return all those guys together, you know they have you know some continuity there, and um, they they love playing um, the game together. So. You know, we're really going to be leaning on our offensive line a lot early on.
1: No, I look like I said, guys. If you're listening to this, if you're watching this, Coach Rigby himself just told you, Grimsley's loaded, and these are some folks that you really need to pay attention to. Like just just recently, obviously, I like it. one of the things about Jamal. Like I said, he eats up space, sheds blocks, can attack the ball. You know, obviously I think there's a little bit of weight that, you know, the conditioning programs, I know he's doing track and everything. That can help out as well. But then you look at Bryce, right? And I'm just going to go from the guys that I know of and, and kind of give my take on it. And and look, if I'm wrong, please let me know. Looking at Bryce, look, Bryce Davis can set the edge extremely well. I don't care if it's JV or not. Watching that tape, my man can set the edge. And that comes at a premium. Obviously, I think as he gets older and, and more experienced, the pass rushing will come too. That just solidifies why you're gonna see power five schools hitting him up and sending him scholarship offers. You look at uh you know, look at Alex Taylor, six two or six three, excellent hands. I love what I, uh, excellent route runner, too, right? Uh surprisingly fast. And then Henry Harden uh holding down the offensive line, if I'm not mistaken, center. Yep. Um, you know, look. Offense and defense. I, I don't expect Grimsley to really miss uh, regress that much. Uh, you know, look, there's a couple games, right? I know Patrick, uh, you're local. Uh, you know, give us a couple games that you're looking forward to, or if you're, you know, if you're on the fence about coming to a Grimsley game, maybe give us a game or two that you think could have the potential to make someone pay what, however much it is, seven, eight bucks, to get their money's worth. Let's just say. Which game or games do you think you sh- uh, someone should attend?
0: I mean, early on in our season, we play, you know, several uh, very good teams, Reagan, uh, Pinecrest. Both of those teams are solid. Um, those are our first three or two of our first three non-conference games. We go to Clayton the, to kick the year off. And then, um, you know, throughout our, our conference games, um, you know, I expect – the majority of the teams will be pretty solid. But like you said, Northwest has, they have a quarterback coming back and a really solid wide receiver. Uh, so that'll be a fun one. Northern Guilford was a tight game last season uh, to end the year. We ended up, we beat them uh, by a touchdown. Um, you know, so that game, that game will be good as well. Uh, Southeast Guilford's always solid. But um, yeah, I mean, the majority of our conference games are, are solid, but uh, you know our non-conference games early in the season, really good football teams. You know they're from different areas, so uh they're not necessarily you're not going to see them in, in Greensboro very often. So you know Reagan yeah. was a dogfight last year. We beat them. That was 21-19. a really good game.
1: That was a really good game. Yeah. That was a close uh, one actually.
0: Mm-hmm. If I'm
1: not mistaken, I know Jamal had a forced fumble there. Uh, I don't know if it yeah. was ran for uh, for six, but I know he forced a fumble there. That game came down to the wire. That was a really good game. Uh, I was able to watch it on the the network. I was able to watch it online. Um, yeah. yeah. That was good. That was a good game. They're a good football team. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, it, it, and we've talked about this last offseason. You know, around the Triad area, there's a lot of good teams. Like I said, East Forsyth, uh, you know, uh, Glenn, uh, just in Kernsville, right? Uh, you got Reagan, you've got Grimsley. You know, and then that's just and a level, right? and then you go to Dudley just coming off of a state title in the 3A, uh, you know, Salisbury just maybe what about 30 minutes of where I'm from. But, um, you know, probably about what, 45 to an hour away from Greensboro. You know, if you're not familiar with Jalen Walker, you should know. Uh, look, yeah. there's just so much talent coming around the triad and it's just fun to see. Uh, so, look, I expect the football season this season, um, this upcoming year is going to be wild. Uh, I, I expect some good games. Um, you know, obviously it's fun to have you on here, coach. Look, if, if you're listening in Georgia, I understand Georgia football high school wise. There's a lot going on, but I'm just showing you that North Carolina is a school that you have to kind of or as a state that you need to keep an eye out for. Cause there's some talent coming in just in the local area. That's going to make an impact. And look, I'm, I'm going to have my bias here. I want I want Jamal at, at Georgia. I, now, obviously, where he goes is where he goes. I'm going to be happy for him. But let's be honest. It's a Georgia podcast. I'm going to have fun if he comes to Georgia. But I ain't going to sit. You know what I mean? Where he goes is where he goes. He can go wherever he wants to. And, and we both know this. Um, you know, Jamal. And look, all these other guys, right? Bryce, Alex. You know, I can't wait to see them this uh, Friday's nights this season. It's going to be so much fun, especially in Jamison Stadium. Uh, you know, Midnight Madness coming up in August, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, DJ Reader Jamboree, uh, I want to say that's probably the third or fourth year of that going on. Just so much. Obviously, with no football right now, I'm just sitting here itching. right? I'm just sitting here itching, waiting for football to start again, uh, whether it be Fridays, Saturdays, whatever, you know. Um, but, look, I, I can't wait to see what Grimsley does this season. Uh, obviously, for years to come, it's – it's one of those schools where I, I don't I don't see it slipping really. I just don't.
0: Well, I, I hope not. Um, you know, we've worked as a as a staff um, extremely hard to uh, build Grimsley into what it is and um, get it back to that traditional uh, powerhouse level that it that it was before. And uh, that's taken some time, obviously, and a lot of hard work, many hours, um, but it's been worth it you know we, we've gotten we've had a lot of success we've won a lot of football games um you know our kids have grown um you know from the time they're freshmen to the time they graduate that i think they grow up a lot and uh you know so that's that's kind of what you I, I like to think about as much as anything else so
1: yeah no i know uh obviously look if you're not familiar with grimsley man, I, being a UNCG alum, you know, just kind of looking at and going up, you know, just chilling and Jamison Stadium, is it's, it's a wild environment, man. It's really nice, and I need to get out there this season. Obviously, I watched a lot of games online last season. I need to get out there and try to watch a game. Uh, definitely, you know, just to see what it's about in person. Um, looking for, I, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to the season and everything like that. With that being said, though, Coach, where can people find you if they want to keep up with Grimsley football yourself? Let the people know.
0: Uh, so, if you want to keep up with Grimsley Football, Twitter, Instagram, both of those at uh, Grimsley FB, and uh, you know my personal Twitter is JM Rigsby, my full last name uh, on Twitter. But um, yeah, I mean you can find me on those. Ain't much to see there, but
1: uh, don't give me that. Look, I'm telling you right now, before we end this show today. Uh, also, Tenille, good morning and go dogs. Go dogs. When do you, all right, I want to get your opinion here. When do you think the Kirby Copter is going to come back to Grimsley? I talked to B. Dot and he was, he was shook when the Kirby Copter came. When do you think it's going to come back?
0: Yeah. So the last recruiting period, um, Coach Smart came through with uh, Coach Scott. So they didn't, they didn't bring the the chopper in.
1: Oh, but, uh, they did not. I'm, well, I guess it makes sense, but
0: fair yeah. Good. Hopefully, um, I don't know, Some sometime in the fall, maybe. I don't know. Look, look well, obviously, sure I think right around. now it's kind
1: of a dead period anyway. So, yeah. you know, look, I'm expecting whenever these periods open back up is when you're going to see that. It Look, they did it for Travis. I guarantee you they'll do it for Jamal. They're, look, Grimsley's so loaded that I guarantee you there's so many names that they need to keep up with. Like I said, you got Bryce, I think, there's another one they'll keep up with. I'm hoping they start reaching out to Alex and Terrell. Both guys are really good, good size, right, good hands. I would love to see those guys. look. Georgia needs receivers, and and I think Alex is a good receiver. Uh, Terrell's a good receiver. So th- there's a lot of talent at Grimsley that I'd like to see go to Georgia. I, I think Georgia should at least put some eyes on them, right? Uh, so hopefully that's the case. Obviously, we know you know we know that they're looking at Jamal hard, recruiting them hard. Uh, Coach Scott, Coach Smart. Look, doesn't mean that the other guy. Look, those other guys, Hey, keep working. Those things will come. That's period, point-blank period. That's just what's going to happen, and, and, and Coach, you know exactly how that goes. It just comes. Good things come to those who wait. With that being said, though, guys, that is all we have for today. Uh, thanks, to everybody. Thanks in the brigade for coming out, showing out Patrick, to Uh, Listen, catch us Friday. We're going to have our superlative show. Uh, me and Juan, we're going to talk about this past season and give our superlatives. Now, this is all college football. Coach, I think you'll like this. There's some funny superlatives in there. I think you'd laugh at them, Uh, especially if you keep up with a little bit of college football. I think you will laugh. Um, But, look, uh, I want to go ahead and wish you well in the uh, regular season coming up. I'm sure we'll be talking more offline anyway, just what happens. Uh, But, look, I want make sure if you're listening to this, if you're watching and listening, go back. If you need to, go back. Listen to these names. Find them. Do your research. You'll understand why these guys are talked about. You'll understand why Grimsley is a force. And I have a feeling they have a really good shot at going back for another state title. With that being said, coach, thanks for coming on again. It was a pleasure. Appreciate having you, you on. having me. Absolutely. Hey, look, you're welcome anytime. You, you know, look, we're both local here. We're close. Whenever you want to come on, just let me know. Uh, with that being said, though, have a great day. See y'all Friday. Go dogs. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the DGD Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and to the DGD Podcast YouTube channel, where you can watch live Mondays and Fridays at noon Eastern. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at the DGD Podcast. And check out the website at www.dgdpodcast.com.